Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Putting the cheese on the crackers. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 547 as we get started now on a Tuesday morning. And really, temperatures are doing pretty good right now. Lacrosse, you're at 25. Mauston, 27. Fond du Lac, 30 degrees. Beaver Dam, 30. And Madison, 32. But exercise caution as you head out this morning. Looks like they're throwing caution to the wind as they get back to trade activity in Chicago after the President's Day holiday. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us live this morning. I was particularly impressed with the action we're seeing in the wheat market, John. Last time I looked, we were double digits higher. What's going on? Yeah, well, we got a little bit of an announcement overnight. Uh, China is looking to uh, reduce or take tariff-free exemptions on about 700 products here from the U.S. U.S. greens uh, were in that group as well as the meat space. So that's bringing a little bit of buying optimism. Plus, we had a pretty rough day in the greens overall on Friday. They might have been a little bit overdone as well. Sometimes you get those snapbacks, especially after a three-day weekend like that. The money's looking for some place to go here on Sunday night, and grains are a pretty good value after a fairly rough day. Wheat market's been pretty heavily sold off uh, recently off those highs, and it was probably poised for a bit of a short-covering rally. And when you get that thin trade on Sunday night, there's not a lot of players out there, so we hit a bunch of stops, and the market can jump pretty quickly. Yeah, now you mentioned uh, wheat's just one area. Are we seeing that carryover enthusiasm in our livestock trade too then? We should see some of that today, I would assume. Uh, first off, the cattle market, the money was aggressively moving out of that market. We snapped back uh, real strong at the end of the week last week. So right now, I mean, on the short side of that of that equation, is kind of looking at uh, being underwater here. So, And with some favorable news, maybe on the trade front, uh, especially you know with the mention of pork and beef being in that tariff exemption, you know the anticipation that China could step into that meat market will probably help out that cattle market. Hogs continue to look for some direction, but it feels like they're building a bit of a bottom here, but we just need some positive momentum, and I think you'll see that money move quickly out of, into that market as well as volatile as that thing has been. You know, for that uh, optimism in livestock and even in the grain, cannot seem to find that momentum in dairy. Yeah, the dairy market's a bit of a concern, as we kind of talked about last week. We keep watching that block barrel spread. On Friday, we kind of broke through some key support levels. Chart doesn't look very good in those front months, and then we saw the barrel spread uh, move back on that block price. That's going to be the key. How does that spread unwind? Does it does it do it steadily, or do we take pressure off the blocks, which would put pressure on the milk market? Again, like I mentioned last week, uh, DRP out there, put some floor underneath that market, keep your top side open. Uh, the market looks a little bit vulnerable here, especially as they unwind that spread from its record levels. I appreciate the enthusiasm that China might actually be trying to get themselves going in the right direction with uh, Phase 1 and our activity here. Are you noticing any movement on the export scene, John, that would bear that out? Uh, How were the numbers last week? Uh, Last week, uh, the corn numbers were fairly solid. Wheat numbers are solid. Beans are still reflecting that competition that we're seeing from Brazil stepping into the marketplace. and. 
you know, we really need to see now that the phase one deal supposedly is uh, through its implementation period. Does China step into the market? That headline last night is a favorable uh, tone. Obviously, they're dealing with the coronavirus as well as the bird flu case over there, which is affecting some more of their food supplies. So they're going to be in need of some protein and some products, and I wouldn't be surprised that they do step in here maybe after the first of the month when that, that tariff reduction or that exemption starts to come into play. Target date on that was the 2nd of March. Just out of curiosity, you know, sometimes we fail to realize that uh, we have outside markets that influence livestock. You know, for a while it was all about Brexit. Is there any news outside of commodities that we need to keep an eye on, John, that can give us some direction or at least something to pause and reflect on? Well, when you really start talking about uh, outside markets, when it comes to non-ags, the the energy space is a key. Uh, that's one that really strongly helps into the wheat market. Uh, crude oil gets some stability that helps out the Russian ruble currency. And that makes uh, Russian wheat more expensive. Therefore, U.S. wheat is more competitive. And you know, those are indirect correlations. Uh, to me, of the outside markets the most, the currency market is the most important one. You've got the Brazilian real at record lows against the dollar. That just puts a lot of weight on our soybean prices. You know, I'm optimistic we're up a couple pennies today, but the close on Friday was not very good. You had a chart that rallied 25 cents over a nine-day rally which for beans is minimal, and the funds actually got a little bit shorter. So that just makes me a little nervous that the money can push that bean market down given the window and the competition that we're seeing here. And that outside currency interactions is a really big key as that dollar's been pushing to multi-month highs, and we really need to see that stop and maybe turn around for a little while. That would help out. Yeah, for sure. John Heimberg along with us. He's a market advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of the West Bend area. Hey, uh, have you got any shows or any uh, engagements coming up, uh, John, where farmers can visit with you face-to-face or maybe uh, see the staff out in action? Well, the biggest one on the docket right now will be the Commodity Classic. Uh, a couple of our representatives will be at there. It's a large show, obviously. So if any of the people making the trip down south uh, to the warm weather to enjoy that, uh, we'll be there. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, we'll be probably at the Oshkosh Power Show coming up. At least somebody from the team will be there as well. So we look forward to meeting some people out on the, on the road. All right. And as always, if they've got questions or want to engage in some of these strategy planning sessions, you're right there ready to go, eh? Yeah, we're a phone call away, 800-334-9779, just to talk about the strategies. Let's take a look at our websites, uh, totalfarmmarketing.com. We've got a lot of great information on there. Under the Brokerage Solutions tab, you'll find my profile or any of the other advisors' profile. Feel free to give us a call or shoot us an email. All right, my friend. We will catch up with you next week. Thanks, John. Thanks. Have a great day. Yep. John Heinberg, along with us, live from uh, the Stuart Peterson Group, market advisor for Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. And like he said, just go ahead to uh, consult their website or give them a call if you're anxious about what's happening in the marketplace. And believe you me, I sure can understand it. Uh, John may be able to help guide you at least uh, at this early stage of 2020. Coming up tomorrow, we got a lot of different things up our sleeve that we want to talk about. Uh, we'll be focusing in on what's happening with... Uh, ice cream flavors for 2020. There's a group out of the La Crosse area that partnered up with Cedar Crest Ice Cream for a brand new flavor, courtesy of the 4-H Foundation. It's going to be rolling out uh, in 2020, and we'll have details on the flavor and how they came about deciding it after we uh, catch up with you tomorrow morning. As always, I encourage you, please sign up for our daily newsletter or 
subscribe to our podcast. MidwestFarmReport.com is where you'll find all of our contributions. And as always, check out some of our great pictures. Yesterday, Josh out trailing some Harvard Law students at a Wisconsin dairy farm. You can see the pictures and find out more. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. This is the Farm Report with Pat.